Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code big x at checkout enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at cornbread hemp kentucky's first choice for all things cbd bueller 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 Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. December 17th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush out today. Too heartbroken from the University of Louisville volleyball team's heartbreaking defeat. Heartbreaking defeat led to a heartbroken Roush. She said, I need a day off. I need a Percy day. I need a day to kind of gather myself and pick myself up. He was heartbroken. U of L loses in five sets. Perfect season comes to an end to Wisconsin in the Final Four. Stop me if you've heard that one before. I'll stop you there, then. There's a little bit of irony in it because so many U of L fans were tickled and were big old Badger fans, as most of the country was, when Wisconsin played Kentucky in 2015. The only un unfair part about this is anybody would gladly take a volleyball basketball trade-off not to take anything away from a volleyball team doing it it's super impressive hasn't been done since 2009 but it is more common in women's volleyball than it is in men's basketball but all that being said it it was a, a good season for them it was a nice run Roush was in attendance he was cheering his bald head off but the cards came up just a little bit short in a really, really fun match. That some 
wildly competitive volleys, Justin. I know you were or rallies you were watching. Yeah, it was it was awesome. As far as Roush, they must have had some pretty bad seats because his bald head would be pretty easy to find. Couldn't find him anywhere. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to play a prank on Twitter yesterday and be like, "Wow, I can't I, I couldn't believe it if I didn't see it for my own two eyes." Nick Roush holding up L's on TV <laughs> at the volleyball game. And then I could just like make up an excuse that I couldn't pause it or I was at a bar. I, I couldn't get a picture of it or something like that. But just get it out there that that picture may exist somewhere on the internet. And while Roush probably never held up L's, there were definitely times I'm sure that he was getting into it a little bit because it's volleyball. It's hard not to get into it yeah. to some degree. But I, I wanted to kind of keep him a little nervous thinking maybe that picture existed somewhere out there on the Internet. <laughs> he would have gotten so many DMs and replies to that t- or tweet. Oh, my gosh. And I also think there was a funny narrative as well. If like L fans found out during the game that Roush was there cheering on L, there could be some like outcry that – Oh no! This is bad. This is bad karma. This is bad juju here. We don't, of course. Once Roush is in the building, our perfect season comes to a close. And there actually is a little bit of truth to that. that that's that's kind of funny how that all played out. But I, I, I thought that that could be a funny storyline too. But decided just to enjoy the match instead. See, I think I don't know. I think they would have been. I think they would have taken taken that and ran with it, knowing that Roush was in the crowd instead of. Well, he's going to be our jinx. Oh, he's a Kentucky fan cheering on in or Louisville volleyball. No. He's a Louisville fan. They wouldn't have ran with it. I no. I know this U of L fan base pretty well. They would not have <laughs> they would not have embraced it. They don't they don't really embrace anything in regards to in regards to Kentucky. This but is uh, Roush is out today. He'll be back. And pretty difficult show to do, Justin, yeah. with or without Roush doesn't really matter. Yeah. But when we're this is our our pregame preview show and we don't know who Kentucky's playing. Are you convinced that Kentucky has an opponent? Well, it sounds like it will be, hey, UCLA, you need to let UNC know what the dealio is. And if you can't make that game happen, because UCLA, I think last night had to cancel a game. And if they had to cancel a game on Thursday night, are things really going to be better just a couple of days later? Maybe they will be, maybe they won't be. That's what everybody's trying to figure out. But if Kentucky can't play UNC, it sounds like they've got UNLV in their back pocket as a, hey, we can at least give the fans out here a game against somebody. But Goodness gracious. And I wanted to talk a little Monday Night Football, you know, or Thursday Night Football. You know how we normally do that to start shows, just kind of talk about the sporting events from the night before. But we've already opened the scheduling can of worms, so maybe an hour or two, or if we if, if we're if we kind of are running out of things that we'll discuss, we can bring up that that Thursday night football game. Almost did it again. It was a hell of a game. Uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. We're, we can get back to the schedule. I can pivot back there anytime I want. I'm a great pivoter. Let's just talk about the Thursday night game. Were you able to watch some of that, Justin? I watched till about midway through the third quarter, and I was like, I, I had enough. It was a great game, though. I mean, it was one of those games, and I know you said it yesterday, it was one of those Thursday night games that you're likely going to stay up the entire duration for, and normally that would have been that type of game for me, too. I was just exhausted. That work party yesterday, I drank a little too much, and I was – I was just ready to go to bed, but it was it was a great game. I wish I could have stayed up and watched it all. Wow, pivot again. What? Tell me about this work party. Oh, it was a blast! Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. 
that's it. I mean, we we went to Rec Bar. That's really all I have to share. Uh, I'm, hopefully, the company were, was provided providing driving. Uh, well, by the time I smartened up, I had some waters. I oh. didn't. I didn't leave right away. Goodness gracious! <sighs> you wouldn't have had me here to today yeah. we, you've we, been doing the show by yourself we, we, yeah okay all right i'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna move I'm gonna, we <laughs> gotta move past that i'm gonna move past that uh sounds great so you got to you got to take the shots with the people you wanted to take the shots I with did. yeah it was awesome wow that's great yeah, and everybody it sounded well. like it was pretty lively uh everybody likes who they work with drinking at work parties a lot better than not drinking at work parties yeah i'm trying to think uh, you know i've been I've been very fortunate and and happy with the the career that I've kind of chosen, but I haven't had many company work parties with a little bit of a caveat. The the appraisers that I share an office with will will do a dinner, but that's with my dad, you know, a lot of years, my brother, and then a family friend who's basically like a brother. So it's not it just feels like kind of like going to a fancy dinner. It doesn't feel like a work party per se. Right. Um and then let's see radio radio work party that's tonight Woo-hoo. that's pretty fun i think only one year it's kind of gotten like oh people are kind of really unbuttoning their top button letting their hair down <laughs> a little bit and then you know other years people have a couple beers and the, it's fun and the conversations are lively and good but but with it being on friday justin maybe maybe that magic will be recreated Tonight, we'll come back and talk about that work party here in a moment. College, when I was doing that little after-school care, daycare, I was like an after-school care counselor. That There was work parties for that. That was the only time. KSR, I was never invited to the KSR Christmas party. Wow. And then Rivals, we would do, when, when Brett Dawson was my boss, we would do a company lunch. But that was just a company lunch, and I was 21 or 22, so I was just like, couldn't wait to, you know, go do 21 and 22 year old things for the most part. But the after school care when I was in college, also 21, 22, those Christmas parties, Justin, those were a good time. Yeah, those were fun. You got to do more than just the standard meal, your standard lunch or dinner. You've got to have some sort of game set up, or because that's just the that builds team building, sir. That's so good for team building. It's incredible. Like just shooting something as simple as shooting a pop shot next to another employee that you haven't really talked to much like that. Just it builds camaraderie. It is. It's just always fun to see people in different atmospheres. Yeah. Let their hair down, if you will. Uh-huh. It, it is always a good time. And I agree. Like a, a gift exchange, a dirty Santa doesn't have to be anything big, but something to kind of get the, the party moving. Uh, always a good time. And, and like we had mentioned, we got the big X Christmas party this evening. Roush not going to be there, which is disappointing. Unbelievable. Trevor Cuts. Yeah, I know. It's just like one big X does one hoot nanny a year, and you couldn't even make the time for it. Well, but. I've got a card in studio for one Nick, TJ, and Trevor that I'm going to bring to the party tonight. So it sounds like to me it's only for TJ and Trevor. Wow. Not for you, for sure, though. It was not for me. Well, I do give you permission to take it to take my mail and bring it to me tonight. Otherwise, it'd be a crime if you took it without my permission. It appears like it's from Haley Minogue. Oh, that's nice. Hence, hence why I'm not on there because I have not. Oh, she hates you. She hates you. (laughs) 
She would always talk about that when we'd have her on. She'd be like, ah, is that Justin guy still employed? Is he still doing high school games? And we'd have to he's, tell her, yeah, he's, he's no still, good. He's still doing. She'd say, damn it. And then, then she said, I'm not doing the show for about a year. And then we haven't broken the news to her yet that you're the producer for our show now. So we'll see. Oh, that's nice of Haley. Great. I'm sure she loves you. She just doesn't know you're our producer. That's right. I think, she's been, I think she's been going to the Jack Harlow concerts that have been going on. All he, of them? Well, I think so. I think she's two for two. I could be wrong about that. Wow. I think they did the Palace. Maybe they've done three now. Uh, who knows? The days. They run together. He did the Palace, and then he did, I think, Zanzibar. I think those are the two that he's done. But um, I bet those are fun to go to. Zanzibar is the intimate but, one, right? Uh, yes. Small. Yeah. Small. Crowded. Uh, I saw that you were texting into the Mike Rutherford show yesterday. What was this all about? I mean, I'm just, I'm so tired of Trevor saying that I'm copying his music. I had to make a stand against myself. So you, you wanted to, you wanted to call Trevor out because he played family tradition. I played wow. family tradition at the end of last week. And he's, he's always saying that I'm jacking his music. Yeah. Right. I wasn't able to listen to the Mike Rutherford show yesterday, three to six on the big exports radio. Sounds like Trevor was sealing your music. You wanted to let him know you didn't appreciate it. What was the response? Give me the back and forth here, because I, I saw that you had also retexted in, so I'm guessing they had addressed your, your first text. So basically he was like, oh, Scooter, I've got a method to my madness. I've got this music <laughs> planned out. i got a theme every show. I didn't jack your music. <laughs> to which I responded, Trevor, this is the exact same claim you made to me last week, word through the grapevine, so pot, meat, kettle. That's great. That's great. And also, you know, you can feel free to use, hey, Trevor, if I got caught plagiarizing music choices, that's what I would say. I would I say would. I would have a method to my madness, and I've been doing this for a long time, blah, 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 blah. So just remember, you always have that one in the holster. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I pulled another one out of the holster that I'm glad I did, but I don't know if I should have. So... He comes back with another argument. I text in again, and my well, you got to response... give us the de- you got to give us the details when you say another argument. Fill us in. Let me let not... me see if I can find myself here on the text line. Well, hey, do you not re- do you not remember? And also, was this going on during the company work party? It was not. No, this was after the work party. I just so I was, I was back home, still feeling a little good, and I was like, you know what? I'm listening yeah. to the Rutherford show. Trevor just played a song I played last week. We're addressing it, so I addressed it. Okay. So Trevor comes back after I said word through the grapevine, you accused me of doing the same, so pot, meat, kettle. And he was all, you alligated that I did that. Mine wasn't <laughs> an allegation. It was, it was a fact. And so I wrote back and I said, I'm done. Not even worth my time. This argument is about as one-sided as the cats and the cards on the gridiron. Wow. Man, I was done. Wow. So then they were like, well, you can't use that. You're an Indiana fan. Oh, I bet they did. I bet I they did. I did use it, though, so suck it. And, it. and it really probably got to them. It really got to them good. Uh, and just know that they are big Indiana butt slappers. They always support Indiana when it comes to the U.K. scheduling debate because everybody's got to have an opinion on U.K. schedule. It's not. It does, who cares what U.K. fans think? It only matters what everybody else thinks of UK schedule. I was thinking of the equivalent of that, Justin. It'd be like if your neighbor bought a boat but also was considering 
a lake house and you're not friends with this neighbor at all, like you don't even talk to him, you, you, you're not unfriendly with them, but you just, you don't even know them at all. And, but you just heard through the grapevine that they were going to make a big purchase and you were kind of curious what they were going to go with. And then once you found out that they went with the boat, you, you legitimately got upset about it <laughs> and it doesn't impact your life at all. Has nothing to do with you in the slightest, but just the fact that, you know, makes you, makes you bothered. So when anybody gets triggered about UK schedule, that's not a UK fan, that's really what they're doing. They're, they're concerned about what their neighbor four blocks over is doing with their financial and personal decisions. It makes no sense to get so worked up about it. All that being said, Kentucky fans can get worked up about their schedule. Sure. And we will talk about that uh, here momentarily. You, I saw that you finished with a nice message that you hope to see them both at the Christmas party. There are strong rumblings that Mike Rutherford's big time in the party. Wow. Did they, did they address that? I so after I sent that one in, I turned it off. I had I had to do something else. You had had enough. I'd had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's only there's, so much. There's only so much phlegm and throat that you can hear in one show. Oh my goodness gracious, that's true. But two hours, two hours of Trevor was about where we needed. Three hours, a little too much. That's when it goes to phlegm overload. <laughs> yeah. After it crosses that 120 minute, I, I, you know, you may be on to you may be on to something there. But between not getting into the lottery club and now ditching big timing the Big X Christmas party, many people asking, is Mike Rutherford the right fit for the Big X? Is he might or might not be the right fit, but is he committed? Is my question. We don't know. These are these are answers I think we're going to still be looking for heading into the year 2022. But disappointing developments all the same. There has been some stars that have shown up to the big exports radio Christmas party. Some big names. Benny T, Big Easy has been there. Uh, Nick Coffey has been he has shown up at the big X sports radio Christmas party. I think Alex Cupper is going to be there tonight from Thornton's. Justin, you can tell him how much you love his wide willy. There we go. That'll be in that. You know, that's a good icebreaker. You go, you see the big guy that looks like he used to maybe be a, a D1, an NFL football player, and you say, I love your wide willy, sir. And he will say, Thank you. We appreciate the partnership we have with the Big Exports Radio. And Thornton's, you can get donuts, you can get coffee, you can see this wide willy that we're talking about. These donuts are huge, folks, and they are really, really good, fresh every single morning and then if you're a coffee drinker it's friday you and it's it's the last friday before really you're not working a full week hopefully knock on wood uh, shout out to the usps and the ups and the amazon and the fedex drivers out there that listen to kentucky roll call but most folks things are gonna kind of calm down starting next week so help yourself treat yourself to some thorns today and and get this weekend started off right and then Text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. But I'll tell you this much. You're going to want to listen to Monday's show. We'll have Roush back. We'll have details from the Big X Christmas party. Trevor will be in attendance. I'm confident that he will not miss it or be a no-show. We know that that's kind of his forte, but we think that he – we are confident. We don't think. We know that he is going to be there tonight. And then we'll get to preview – or preview. We'll get to recap a Kentucky basketball game against – mystery opponent justin because yesterday was pretty hectic yeah that was it was crazy when i saw that that game was off i was like wait what i saw the ohio state news and then 
I was like, well, well now what does Kentucky do? And I figured there was going to be options. And my favorite, you know, my favorite thing that happened almost immediately after that, that all came out was Rick Bettino reaching out to Kentucky Twitter. Hey, we're free and we travel. What a dream that would have been. Uh, first, all right, first things I'm just, you know, doing, doing my day job, just working, typing away and seeing the news on Twitter and it was, I'm embarrassed to admit it, Justin, but almost had like my stomach drop and it was like, no. And initially I thought it was maybe within UK's program, in which case there wouldn't be a game this weekend. You know, it, it ain't happening. And I even briefly thought ahead, like, okay, is it, are we still doing the two week thing or is it 10 days or what's like, I, who, you know, it's tough to keep track of. Yeah what like the, the protocols and, and and what we have to do now is the Louisville game in jeopardy. And like, I really freaked out for a second. And then I continued reading, saw that it was Ohio state and thought, still thought like, okay, well this sucks. Cause we have way it's can, that game against Notre Dame was last Saturday, only six days ago, but it may as well have been six months ago. It seems like we've been sitting on that L for far too long, and it's really been eating at me. So I really need to see Kentucky basketball play another game and ideally beat somebody, which would be uh, which would be awesome. But I thought that there wouldn't be a game this weekend. I'd have to go a little bit longer, maybe even have to wait till Wednesday. And then the scuttlebutt comes out that, well, Kentucky's still going to go to Vegas, though. That fans are already out there. Fans are on their way out there. Fans that maybe aren't on their way out there or not already out there are planning on being there. You got what, what are you going to do here? And it it, it kind of turned into this time crunch that I thought certainly would be resolved by now, but I don't think it officially is. And there's a reason for that, and and we'll get to that as the show continues. But initial thought was this is horrible. You got to find a way to get an opponent out there. Then you get the Rick Patino tweets. He initially subtle. Well, we'd be willing to play a game in the world's most famous arena. Well, that's not going to work if you're alluding to Rupp Arena, which I'm sure that he was. And that was nice to hear Rick Patino say that. That's not going to work because Kentucky already said they're going out to Vegas. Rupp Arena would be empty. And then Rick follows up not so subtle, tags UK basketball and says, hey, let's play this Saturday. We'll travel. Justin, it seems very unlikely that it's going to happen. Yeah. Almost less than 1%. Big mistake by UK not to do this. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get it. You had Ohio State on the schedule. If everything works out with that UNC, UCLA game, you want UNC on the schedule as opposed to OSU or Ohio State or Elon for that matter. I mean, that's that's a big game. And my roommate said something last night. He was like, I think this actually might be a blessing because I don't know that we were ready to play a team like Ohio State, which has some truth to it. But at the same time, you want to see your team go up against a bigger opponent that's going to prepare you for March. And I, and I know I know that's cliche and, and we say it all the time, but. Those games really do get you ready for the postseason. A game against Elon, while it's cool with Rick Pitino coming back and all that, it's not going to prepare your team for the for the March. It's just not. Really where I wish I had somebody else I could throw it to to break the sad, sad news that Rick Pitino's the coach at Iona. Or Iona, yeah. What did I say, Elon? You said Elon. A couple there times. Four letters, four letters, whatever. 
I, I thought that I'd missed something. And like, is Kentucky is like Elon out in Vegas, no. dude, like playing a game? Like, has Elon been thrown around as a no? Nope, that was that was my fault. I but, then, but then when you said it the second time, I was like, ah, he he he's he's mixing up Elon and Iona. Words, uh, it is. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, Kentucky's just playing against themselves. Whoever they play against, if they're they've they've got to figure out things on their own. It doesn't matter who they're really going up against. They've they've got to figure out their spacing offensively. They've got to play a game against a halfway decent opponent where they can knock down some outside shots. I I never in a million years thought outside shooting would be an issue. I must just be a complete and total idiot. And there's people listening to this and they're like, oh, make no mistake about it. We knew this far far. Uh, a long time ago that this that this was the truth but i must be an idiot because I, I very rarely think kentucky is going to have outside shooting issues and there's been a couple of years where i've been like yeah you know i'm i'm a little concerned about it 18 but i even then i thought knox would be able to, to do enough 19 i was a little bit worried about it and that ended up probably being wrong uh, because you know you had hero, you, you had you had plenty of guys that could hit it from, could shoot from deep. But I've been wrong about UK shooting before. I didn't think it was going to be an issue this year. They need to prove me wrong. A two and nineteen game, just absolutely abysmal. And then they were kind of slumping ever so slightly for the few games heading into that one. So I need to see them shoot well against anybody so you know and ej liddell was going to be a tough matchup but if you don't have liddell and you end up playing north carolina they've got they've got a talented front court maybe not one single player as good as liddell but you've got multiple players the manic transfer from oklahoma who's a tough matchup uh you obviously have Bacot, who's really good and he's he is a very very skilled big uh, and there's one more and i can't don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but he's also he's also a good. They, they've got a pretty talented front court where it's more bodies. Maybe it's more of a quantity than a quality uh, issue there. And if they were to play Iona, which again don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. But if they were going to play Iona, even that would be. I, I've got a hot take. I you know Iona beat Alabama. They're obviously a talented team. If Kentucky didn't bring probably Memphis, their beat Memphis beat Alabama, TJ. So let's pump the brakes on that. Well, Alabama beat Gonzaga. Yeah, you got to keep it. You got to keep it moving. It has been. It's been a crazy season for sure. But you, so Kentucky need, they couldn't play horribly. They, they'd have to play better. I, in my opinion, they'd have to play better than they did against Notre Dame to beat Iona, even on a neutral floor. And here's why Calipari's looking at this all wrong. And I wish so badly this message could get relayed to him. And it's not going to matter. And it's already too late. And they're not going to play Iona. Many people are saying Calipari's scared because if Kentucky lost to Iona, <laughs> the fan base is already topsy-turvy. Yeah. And, it, and it is, unfortunately. And unfortunately, but somewhat understandably. But like each loss is going to be pretty miserable this season. If Kentucky could string out a nice winning streak, that could certainly help a future loss. But if Kentucky loses Saturday, if any loss in the next month and a half it, fans are going to really not be happy about it. And that's mostly just from last season carrying over to this season. And I get it to some degree. I think you need to kind of set a boundary, not to act like a total maniac, but it's all right to be frustrated. We thought this season was going to be a fun one. That Notre Dame loss absolutely stunk. Nobody liked losing to Duke. But the reason Calipari's looking at all this wrong with Iona, yes, if you lose that game, 
it's not going to be good. And folks are going to be frustrated by it. But first off, if you're having that mindset, you're not the same John Calipari that UK fans all knew and loved. So that's, that's but, where I was going to go with it. You so can't it, have that mindset going. You can't. In. You can't even be considering losing as an option. Right. So first and foremost, that's ridiculous. Secondly, the reason why John Calipari needs this game, and this is a big one, you don't lose to Rick Pitino. You don't lose to him. You don't. Not for the last decade, you don't. So what's the concern? It's Rick Pitino. You're going to beat him. And while that's painting that with a broad brush, there's actually a little more to it. I think it'd be a good thing for John Calipari to have to have to face Rick to have to face Rick Pitino. And even if the stakes are high, I think it'd be good for him to have to say, all right, I, I need to take this game very I, it'd be a good game for him to have to really take seriously and really get his guys focused. And while he his MO and his philosophy is, hey, we're going to learn one way or another, and I'd like to learn in wins, but if we have to, we're going we're gonna to learn in losses if we have to. And all I care about is that we're clicking by March, and everybody needs to play for their teammates and play for their brothers and be their brother's keeper. And, you know, he's so laissez-faire and relaxed until February for the most part. John Calipari's never really won to hit the panic button. That's fine. I, I, I like those traits and qualities about John Calipari. But I think a refocus, a regrouping against Rick Pitino would do him some wonders. And you don't have to worry about losing the game because you never lose to Rick Pitino. Again, this, at least in the last decade. This may sound ridiculous, and I'm hoping it doesn't, but we are almost to the point with Kentucky basketball where Calipari would try to amp this team up for this game because it's Rick Pitino and the players on the team are like, coach, we're playing Iona. What's what, what's the big deal? Like, because we're almost to the point where they don't know Rick Pitino and what, what he mean, meant to Kentucky and all that back in the day. Cause they're so young now. That's yeah, but the if crazy they, part. If they announced that game, let's just say they did it right now. I don't, by the time, by eight o'clock, those players would understand that, like, oh, this isn't. Forget about the name Iona. This is a big game. Yeah. They would How, know. They they'd have enough people tweeting, texting, reaching out, and then eventually, at some point, Calipari would say, "I know their their name says Iona, but this is one of the best coaches that we've ever, you know, that's ever coached. We're going up against him. You all have to be, you have to be disciplined." And I think it it do wonders for this team to have to. Kind of, and, and I think some people are listening. They're saying, "Listen, I get your point, but wouldn't they have to play distant? Wouldn't they have to be on their A game against Ohio State or UNC?" Anybody. Yeah, they would. But I just think this would mean something for Calipari. And I'm not many, one that I'm not one that buys in that he's like lost it or that you know that he's he's clearly on his way down. But I, I think that rivalry was beneficial for Calipari. I think it kind of lit a fire underneath them, and I wouldn't mind just kind of reliving that magic just to see what happens. Yeah, I agree on that. How many how many players on the team, if that game got announced this morning, without seeing anything on social media, without talking to any of the coaching staff, how many of those players see that they added Iona and get butterflies in their stomach because it's a big game because it's a legendary coach? I think once they are made aware, I, I think that they're all pretty excited. Yeah, I think no, the, before before they're made aware, do do oh, any does that mean anything to any of them? Probably 
not, yeah. but I, I think just the week off and uh, coming off a loss, I think is it doesn't matter. They could announce that they're playing popcorn state and I think they'd be ready to go. But to, an- to answer that probably they probably not until they're informed. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not them. I don't know how much they know about Rick Pitino and college basketball. And Rick Pitino, uh, he, he may he may have reached out to some of these guys at some point. You know, Kellen Grady's an old man. Davion Mintz is an old man. So they probably know the name Rick Pitino. It's not like yeah. he had been out of the sport for 10 years. So I'm, I'm sure that they'd be aware. But it obviously would mean a lot more to Kentuckians and people that have grown up watching college basketball than it would sure. to – to 18 to 22 year olds. So let's go to a break. Long first segment, a lot of fun. Well, I, I, I got, I have more scheduling takes and it will, we'll talk a little bit. It, it's the, the scenario is pretty simple. Either they're going to play, it sounds like UNC or they're going to play UNLV and it's completely dependent on UCLA. So we'll figure it out. If we hear anything while we're doing our show, of course, we will let you all know. And we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen will be right back. On his way, but he waved goodbye saying, don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. Somebody, thump, thump, somebody, thump, thump. Look at Frosty go. Somebody, thump, thump, somebody, thump, thump. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I'm a shock. 30? 30 seconds. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. All right, we do have some news on UK scheduling, Justin. You ready for it? I'm ready. Let's hear it. The Cats on Saturday will be taking on Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) They'll be flying into Vegas for just a quick game. Bishop Sycamore. Shame Shame on me for thinking you had something legit. Well, I'm a pretty honest fellow. A lot of people thought I may have actually had something there. But nope, don't have nothing. But if we do, we will be sure to pass it along. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Justin, I've been, I've been, when I've had to go out of town for some of these appointments, I've been seeing how far I can get the 96.1 signal and the 1450 signal. Pretty impressive. Really? Yeah, it's not uh, it's not 840, but man, it's it, it is nuts how far 840 goes. But 1450, 96 one, the 1450 one, I've gotten in Meade County, Hardin wow. County, Bullet County, Shelby County, Spencer County, Oldham County, Trimble County. Not what? too shabby, and Henry County. What county is Simpsonville in? Simpsonville. You know, I should know this. I would guess Shelby. I thought that was Shelby, yeah. So would, you've got it in Shelby County before? That's pretty crazy. I've gotten it doesn't sound amazing. It doesn't sound amazing sometimes, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it sounds super amazing. Other time, but it, it, my grading scale is enough where I could stand to listen. And in those counties at one point I've been able to listen and hear it enough. So 
uh, proud of our station's little signal. You go, signal, go. And I think the 96-1, though, sounds better in town. But if you get outside of town, 1450. Unless you like bit. that AM static. I, some people love that. Yeah, no, I find that weird. But some people do love that. I'm, I sometimes consider myself one of those people, if we're being honest. I don't care. That's, that's fair. That, you know, like, that's great. You listen to <laughs> what you want to listen to. Um, I, I, I'm a big radio fan. That probably shouldn't surprise folks. I love listening to UK games on the radio when, when given the chance and opportunity. Uh, so I, 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 that's, I can, that's good for you, Justin. I, I can understand why you like it. <laughs> Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Just let us know what you got going on this weekend. We don't care if we have no idea who any of the people are or what it even means, but we're just curious what you all have got going on this weekend. So text that into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember, if you've got any holiday parties this weekend, you should do it like the Big X and have Salsaritas cater. It's going to be oh, chips forgot. on chips on chips. Yes. Queso, we're going to be doing queso body shots yes. off of Trevor. Douglas is going to put guacamole all on his beard. It's just we're going to have a, a great time. Although Dugan did actually say that Douglas isn't going to be there, and that really bums me out, unfortunately. Yeah, he uh, asked me to bring this card. I wanted to be like, are you not going? I know. I'm, uh, he, <laughs> I always enjoyed talking with Douglas. Uh, so that actually is kind of the, the we're missing some names to this year. We are missing some names, but don't worry. The sports talker and Justin Kalen will be there and we're going to eat all the salsaritas. We're going to have a chip eating contest. They're wildly addictive. Uh, is there going to be any blue power rate? A lot of people are asking that about the party. I don't want to be the one to have to bring it up, but I pretty much anybody I've talked to off the record has said, do you know if they're going to have any blue power rate at the party? I'm not sure. And the reason they're asking is because Salsaritas, their two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews, their Fountain Blue Powerade, the best. Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthews newly renovated. Check out Salsaritas this weekend, whether it's for lunch, dinner, or for a catering event. You're going to want to download the app, save some money, scan, get rewards, and let that account build on up. They're Salsaritas, Justin. Gotta love it. I'm looking good. forward to tonight. I actually forgot that we were getting salsaritas. That was a big boost in my morning. Well, that's shame on you. How could I forget, right? How could you? And how could... Uh, no good segue there regarding the words forget. <laughs> how could Kentucky forget? How could we for? There we go. How could we forget to mention yesterday's Mark Stoops press conference addressing signing day? Justin, the signing day was on Wednesday. Normally, most coaches will talk on signing day. UK said, eh, you know what? We're scheduled to talk today. We need to push this back for not so obvious reasons. They didn't have Keontae Goodwin's signature. Yeah. And I think they had told Goodwin's camp, listen, you're our most prized. You know, they probably said all the things that you want to say. You're our most prized recruit. We're not going to have a media opportunity and talk to the media if we can't talk about the player that we want to talk about the most. So we're going to push that press conference back another day, and we'll wait for you to get that letter of intent sent into the university. And that's where we ended things on Wednesday. Well, when we ended the show, <laughs> that's not how we ended things. But when people went to bed Wednesday night, Keontae Goodwin was a cat. Kentucky was going to, or Kentucky was going to receive the LOI Thursday morning, and they were going to talk about all the commitments later that afternoon. Well, the morning happens, Justin. 
We do another phenomenal Kentucky roll call here on Big X Sports Radio. And remember, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk about Cornbread Hemp, but we'll do that in in the second hour. But but <laughs> anywho, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We finished yesterday's show. No LOI sent into Kentucky, but fear not. It's going to come in. It's going to come in in the morning. Nothing to worry about. Morning turns into afternoon. Afternoon into a little bit later in the afternoon. Still no good win, letter of intent. And people were starting to get nervous. If you were one of the folks that didn't, that's good on you. I didn't so much get nervous just because I wasn't so worked up about it. But I will say that thoughts crossed my mind. So I think I should be labeled in the nervous camp, at least by principle. Thoughts crossed my mind. And I think you're a little naive if they did. This recruitment has been absolutely bonkers. It has gone every which way. There's been zigging. There's been zagging. There's been official visits. There's been commitments, decommitments, but not really decommitments, but then no leaders. But then like 24 hours later, you said, here are my two leaders. And it's been a wild recruitment, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. So if that didn't at least cross your mind when it was one o'clock or noon yesterday and the letter of intent hadn't come into Kentucky, I think you're fibbing a little bit, but that's all right. Kentucky says, I don't, well, I don't know what Kentucky says. Maybe they got the good one saying we're at the school. We're putting the, we're figuring out how to work a fax machine. We're, we're Googling it. We don't know how to do it, but we're getting, we're close. We're about five minutes away. Anyways, Kentucky starts their press conference, whether or not they just said, we can't wait for Goodwin in, like we can't wait any longer to do this press conference. Or if they knew that the LOI was coming in, I'm unsure. But Mark Stoops was checking his phone like every three minutes. So I think they probably knew that it was coming in. And then it came in. And it was near the end of the press conference. And they got the news. And Mark Stoops said, all right, I'll take questions about Keontae Goodwin now. And they announced him. (laughs) They talked about how they had recruited him for a really long time. One, it kind of just shows how dumb the rules are with some of that stuff. But two... It was funny, and it was cool to hear him. And he said, we got the big fella. They finally got him locked in. You don't have to worry anymore, at least not until maybe the end of his freshman season when he could enter the transfer portal. But at least in the inter- – and if he wanted to get out of his LOI, Kentucky would let him. It's not – it doesn't have to – you know, it's not – he's not locked or trapped at UK. But I, for all intents and purposes, he's going to play this upcoming season at Kentucky, and most likely he'll finish his entire career at Kentucky. And – well done. We talked about all this on Thursday. Well done by UK staff. That had to be a total headache. That had to be super frustrating. A guy that you thought you had locked up for months, somebody that was on campus almost every other weekend, it seemed, then kind of got nervous or he started taking these visits, started listening to what other folks were telling him, and they really had to fight it out. At the end of the day, all the ups and downs, at least they got it done. At least you were able to sign a really important piece for this class. And we did talk about the impact that Goodwin will make. We've talked a lot about this recruitment, but it is finally, finally official. Happened during his press press conference yesterday, and it's over, Justin. It's over. I liken the whole situation to... Well, as you know, I just recently started dating again. It's it's almost like you got that girl that you like, and you try and you try to get her to respond to you and get a date set up, and it it's not she's not responding to you, not answering your phone calls, and then one day she just calls you and she's like, "Hey, meet me here. We're going on a date," and it's like, "Woohoo!" 
finally the whole situation's over. I was stressed out about it, but we're good now. Should probably maybe should have worried a little bit more or a little less, depending on your situation. But at the end of the day, it's done. And Keontae's a cat. Yes. Uh, we we had mentioned it all as well, that ends well. And uh it was funny how it all unfolded. I wish we had the audio for this because it'd be better than just me saying it, but uh we don't, unfortunately. Get you somebody that talks about you the way that Mark Stoops talks about Iowa. Man, <laughs> he lo- like he he always he is bright. He's done it multiple times now, where he'll just mention that he's been watching the Iowa tape and just how much he admires. I think he just watches Iowa football for fun. Well, and Kirk Ferentz has been saying the same thing, right? I haven't seen, but I'm sure that it, I'm sure it's been complimentary. Of Why are we being so friendly? Well, Stu, you know, Stoops obviously the connection. With Iowa, he's going to be friendly. But I do agree that you can, like, take it down a little. Like, they're, it's Iowa football, Mark Stoops. It, it's not the prettiest thing in the world. It, it's just – I know you like fundamental football, but come on. It's Iowa. Yeah, we better be – we will be the most scouted – I will be the most scouted team Kentucky football's ever faced ever because Mark Stoops just wakes up in the morning and he's like, time to watch some Iowa tape. <laughs> Nothing gets me going more than watching some of this Iowa tape. He is a big fan of Iowa football. It's a total respect thing, and and you can tell how much he he does respect that program and a head coach that's been doing it for such such a long time. And Iowa means a lot to Mark Stoops, but puke. If if you're comparing, wouldn't Kentucky be the most similar to Iowa out of the Big Ten teams? Yeah, probably. That's but I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't expect I think Kentucky's defense is generally better than Iowa's and they have better players defensively and is more fun so I, I could make a spin zone that like Kentucky's more fun to watch from a defensive standpoint and yeah I guess you know the way Kentucky threw the ball this year that, that's not that's different than Iowa too I think UK is just a little bit more explosive on both sides of the ball and maybe I'm just telling myself that. But I think the program comparison is fair, and style of play is probably somewhat fair. But the the biggest thing is that Iowa's been successful in the Big Ten. You just don't hear a ton about it. Kentucky has been successful in the SEC. You just don't hear a ton about it. So in those ways, the programs are really similar, that they just have a really good culture. They just build, 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 produce results, and their fans are mostly happy, but they don't they're not the the sexy names in their conference. So in those ways they're they're pretty similar. Yeah, I mean they're they're both well overshadowed by teams at the top of the tier in both of those conferences. Yes. Yeah. Whether but, deserved uh, or not. But I think in terms of style of play, that comparison a couple of years ago better, but this is a new UK offense baby and Will Levis just Throws it all over the place, and it's fun to watch. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. But, and, and that's why I so badly wanted Kentucky to play pretty much anybody else in the Big Ten besides Iowa. Yes, the Stoops storyline is fun, I guess. Are we having fun? Maybe. <laughs> but imagine if Kentucky's playing Michigan State. 
and you had those recruiting battles between Vogel from Florida and Goodwin, and you, the, the Michigan State tried to get the big dog a few years back, and they go after a lot of guys, Kentucky and Michigan State. And Michigan State's similar in that same mold as a Kentucky in terms of, you know, they've been and, and they've been to a college football playoff, so that that has to account for for something, and it does, but. Uh, they're they're similar, you know. It's a fan. It's it's a fan. It's a fan base that is very loyal and supportive, but doesn't get the same fanfare as other fan bases and programs in their conference. So there's some similarities there, but there's a lot more bad blood. And I just think a month of that back and forth, there'd be so much chirping on the field and whatnot. Yeah. It'd, it'd it'd be a good time. You know, now that you bring it up, Michigan State might actually be a better comparison for Kentucky because they do throw it a little more than Iowa does, but it's still the grounded pound, run it right up your, the middle type of mentality. Have you seen the 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 opt-outs in the Peach Bowl? I have not. Michigan State and Pitt, I think, is the Peach Bowl. If I'm I, I saw Kenny Pickett's not going to play. Yeah, he's not playing. And then Kenneth Walker, the running really? back for Michigan State, a relative of mine, he is also opting out. You better hope he's a relative of yours because he's about to make a lot of money in the NFL. I'll see if I can uh, if <laughs> if he remembers his old cousin TJ. We'll we'll see if, if, if that uh, he we both got the athletic genes as you can probably tell. I got that's you. how you know that's how you know we're related. Just both freak <laughs> athletes on the field. But yeah, that Peach Bowl is just looking dis- disgusting. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like a sexy matchup to begin with, but now it's even now it's even worse. The, you the know, best players. You know what's disgusting is I watched a mock draft on Wednesday. Not sure why I did that because it's entirely too early. But the whoever did the draft, I think it was McShay, he had the Steelers taking Kenny Pickett. Barf. Oh, the future of the taking over for Big Ben. I do not want anything to do with Kenny Pickett. There's not really a quarterback that gets me overly excited in this draft class. That's true. Yeah, this whole class. Yeah, you're right. Which probably means it'll end up being like the best quarterback draft class in the history of quarterback (laughs) draft classes because I'm. Predicting what quarterbacks end up working out and not, it's tough. I would love to meet somebody that authentically has a great track record of being able to say, like, this guy's going to make it and be really good. This guy's just going to float around for a, like for 10 to 15 years. This person's going to be a total and complete bust and will be out. of. I would love to see somebody. I'd love to just interview somebody that would know that stuff. Like, hey, how do be- you know? Speaking of uh, hanging around 10, 15 years, I didn't realize that that girl on Louisville's volleyball team was Trent Dilfer's daughter. Yeah, everybody says that when they first realize it. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Very cool. Good old Trent. Again, hanging around. Good old, good old Trent Dilfer. Yeah, uh, he was. My, my roommate didn't even remember Trent Dilfer. I was like, are you serious? Ugh. He was in the league a long time. Oh, yeah, and he was on, like, I mean, if that kid ever grew up playing video games, Trent Dilfer was probably the quarterback on those <laughs> Seahawks teams. Yeah, I remember. I just remember him with the Browns. I didn't remember him with the Seahawks, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah? But he only played for the Browns for the one year, so that shows my mindset. Well, now, now you got me looking up his Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's not very interesting. I'll well, tell you, you know, that right now, please. It's it's funny I that like I, I yeah it's funny that I look at him as the uh, for Seattle. I mean, he was only at Seattle for four years. What, four years, yeah. Or is that five? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah, only four years. So, huh. interesting. Did he? Uh, 
I was going to uh, – yeah, he won the Super Bowl. I always forget. Trent Dilfer, probably one of the worst quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, I forgot about that. Super Bowl 35. And we're Baltimore on Baltimore beat the Giants. 53 this year? 2001. Gosh, I hardly remember that. I, I mean, I, I it was Kerry Collins the quarterback of that Giants team? Kerry Collins, man, we are throwing it back today. I couldn't tell you on that, TJ. Sounds right. Oh, who was the quarterback? Oh, well, that's going to bug me. I just, that just seems so, so the Giants and Seahawks played in the Super Bowl. It just seems so long ago. No, this was when, this was the Ravens. Oh, okay. Ravens. Yeah. Giants and Seahawks. I remember that. Super Bowl. They're in the same. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, can I not find who this? (laughs) Okay. Mike Cherry and Kerry Collins and Jason Garrett were the quarterback room on that Giants team. Wow. Tiki Barber, the running back. Ike Hilliard. Tiki. Wide receiver. Giants team's got some names. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyways, random. And Michael Strahan was on defense. Uh, There's a trip down memory lane. All right. Hour one done. Hour two. We'll come back. We'll preview UK's big game against mystery opponent. How are they going to slow down that mystery for? We'll come back. (laughs) We'll talk about that. In all seriousness, we have a jam-packed full Thornton's text line that we'll get to. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We'll be right back. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Friday edition of the show. Kentucky planning on playing a basketball game tomorrow. We don't know against whom or whomst or whom. We don't know if it's going to be the same time. You would think that the time wouldn't necessarily have to change, but we don't don't know who Kentucky even anticipates on playing. And just depends on if UCLA gets back to UNC with whether or not they can play this game on Saturday or not. If so, they can't, it's easy. UNC will play Kentucky. If they can, things get a little trickier. So UNC and UCLA were playing in Las Vegas too, correct? CBS Sports Classic, yeah. It's a doubleheader. Yeah, right. Okay. That makes it easy then. So hopefully it pans out that way. That'd be. It would be nice. Uh, that would be a lot more fun than UK playing UNLV. Yeah. Uh. I'll take anything. Don't get me wrong. I'll take anything. If if we had a hypothetical and you had to order them, UNC, UNLV, Iona, what's the ranking for you and desire to play? UK, UK, Iona, and I am very debatably hopping on a plane and going to Vegas to watch that game in person. No joke. (laughs) And come back Sunday. Like, if Rick Petito and Cal play – I would want to be there for it. I just, I'd, I'd like to be there. I, I saw so many of those matchups in person. I'd like to see another one. Uh, who knows when it's going to happen again. 
So that would be number one, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Then obviously UNC, and you can never go wrong with UK, UNC, and then UK, UNLV. There's got to be somebody out on the West Coast that would be more appealing than UNLV, right? Right, yeah. It's not the 90s anymore. It's not the 90s. That's a that's that's a great point. You get you don't a win, sure, that'd be good, but you don't get a ton out of beating UNLV. You just you don't. Would you rather would you rather have to play UNLV and beat them by say 20 points than have to continue to play Ohio State and lose to them by 10, 12? What 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 are you, what's, what's with these hypotheticals, buddy? <laughs> What, who cares? Got to keep you on your toes. Who cares? I'd, I'd rather Kentucky win than lose. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> you goober. Uh, gosh. Text on in, so we'll see. You got you to gotta make an announcement at some point. This should be the end of the CBS Sports Classic. And I had a few people be like, how is it the CBS Sports Classic's fault? It It's not. They can't control stupid COVID protocols at different schools and whatnot. But this should just be a graceful closing of the CBS Sports Classic. Not many people went to the game anyways. The only fan bases that showed up in good numbers were UK and UNC. Ohio State and UCLA, it didn't matter how good they were, where the games were. You could make them closer to Columbus. You could make them closer to LA. It didn't matter. Their fans weren't showing up. It just needs to be done. Kentucky UNC is neutral site worthy. People will travel to a neutral or a cool destination to watch UK and UNC play. People, UK fans will, but nobody else will travel to watch UK Ohio State on a neutral site in December. It's just not going to happen. Nobody's going to do it for UCLA except for Kentucky fans. So they'd be much better served. If you want to play Ohio State, they're good. Holtman's a cool storyline being a Kentuckian, appreciative of what Ohio State did for the for the for the disaster relief for Western Kentucky and other parts of the state, but that should be a home and home if Kentucky's going to play Ohio State, UCLA, big name, but they don't have fans that travel, so it's not worth doing a neutral site game to have seventy percent of the arena full, if that, and then you know fifty percent of those people be Kentucky fans. So do that a home and home, and Kentucky and UCLA have. They've done it in the Calipari era, as a matter of fact, and UCLA swept that series for what it was worth, but Kentucky got the the last laugh by knocking them out of the NCAA tournament. So this should be the death blow to the CBS Sports Classic. That would open up an extra game, too, for all the UK fans that whine about the schedule. You could get an extra home-and-home, and and hell, do it with Ohio State, do it with UCLA, do it with UNC for all I care. Good night, CBS Sports Classic. It was fun. You gave it a good shot. Ultimately, just not enough people cared. And the story goes, Justin, when they built the CBS Sports Classic, they saw the instant success of the Champions Classic. And I guess the Champions Classic had been going on for two or three years at this point when they formulated, when they came up with the CBS Sports Classic. And they said, well, Kentucky's a staple. We know they're a moneymaker. let's get the other ACC team, let's get UNC, Kentucky does an event with Duke, let's get Kentucky do an event with UNC, and then Michigan State in the Big Ten, well, let's get another great power in the Big Ten. They went to Indiana first. They went to Indiana before they went to Ohio State, 
I don't know. I guess in the Big 12, they didn't think anybody else was really worth a fart. So they said, let's just get the best program in the Pac-12. So they went and pulled UCLA. And then obviously when you stack up the national championships of UCLA, Kentucky, and UNC, pretty impressive. And they wanted to add to that and get IU. IU said no because it would have been a neutral site game against Kentucky and it would have been giving Kyle Perry what he wanted. Come on. People don't talk about that because it's there, not – There is more to it than that, and that is not what it was. That, what? That, that is. No way. There's just no way that Indiana said, we're not going because Calipari – it's going to be on a neutral floor, and that's what Calipari wants. There's well, no way that pettiness was involved. IU also spun that it would have been too many new because they were doing the Crossroads Classic, and IU likes to do those preseason tournaments too, which every team does except for Kentucky, and it really ticks me off. And they just said it would have been too many neutral side events. See, that well, I can buy, but Indiana but turned still, it down. But but that's they turned it down. They did turn it down. I mean, they literally turned it down. Yeah, but it was it wasn't because it was gonna be against Cal on a neutral floor. That was yes, it was. That was I mean, yes, that was. That was. Otherwise, why would you turn it down? You're I mean, you're saying the crossroads classic would be a bigger event than this. See, here's UNC, my thing. I don't LA, IU in Kentucky, that's the only way this thing was going to work because IU would show up with fans every year. UNC would show up with fans every year, and UK would show up with fans every year. And if UCLA didn't, who cares? That sucks for you, UCLA. See, I'm I'm of the mindset that I want more neutral site games. The, the one thing I have always, always, always been envious of Kentucky with is your all non-conference schedule. You you go out, you challenge yourself. Now, do you have the talent to go out and do that most years? Absolutely. Does Indiana? Absolutely not. But you're going out and you're challenging yourselves in those early games. And those neutral site games, who gives a crap how many you play? I don't care if there's 10 on the schedule. You've got to play a whole tournament of neutral site games. So add more to the schedule. Yeah, so I, you're, but you're, I, you're 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 unknowingly riling up a portion of the UK fan base in more ways than you could ever imagine, buddy. I mean, that, I get, I guess, I mean, I don't, I haven't yeah, lived me, through that, so I don't. Let know. me let me explain. One, Kentucky okay. fans think the out of conference schedule was whack this year, as the kids would say. They they hate it. They think it was too many cupcakes, not fun games. That and there's. I didn't like that big stretch of cupcakes. That was pretty boring. I wish that didn't happen. I'm not going to cry myself to sleep or spend every radio show whining about it. But, yeah, that, I, I think that it would have been better not to have so many cupcakes in a row. So that's one thing. So they some folks will push back on you talking about the difficulty of Kentucky's out-of-conference schedule. Although you are right. I mean, when you weigh it all out, Kentucky's out-of-conference schedule is right up there as one of the tougher in the country. Yeah, but if you put it, put it with any other team and it's yeah. – It's just that string of cupcakes in a row. But another thing, this is the big one. You, you, you rub people the wrong way two different ways. That's a lot of rubbing. <laughs> Call you Urban Meyer. That being said. <laughs> They hate neutral site games, Justin. UK fans are sick of them. For, I mean, I get that, but for what reason? Well, the funny thing is, it's not even like it's not always even season ticket holders, but a lot of fans say not enough good games at Rupp Arena, which and again, that, totally that makes sense. And it's kind of bogus. Like the I SEC mean, is good this year. You're getting yeah. Tennessee, Florida, you're getting big SEC names at home, and you're getting Louisville at home. Yeah, I mean, from so, a tick from a season ticket standard or holder standpoint, I guess I understand that because you you would want to see the Dukes and the UNCs at home. But I mean, that's 
like I said, it goes back to getting ready for March. You, you have to play all these neutral site games in March. Why not do it now and try to test your team? That's Calipari's logic. Is, But then I always push back on that. I'm like, well, also those little preseason tournaments, those are multiple games and multiple days. That's what March Madness is. That's what the conference tournament is. So if you, if you say you like neutral games because that's where the NCAA tournament is played on neutral courts – Shouldn't you want to also play multiple games in multiple days because that's what the SEC and NCAA tournament is? Two games in three days for the NCAA tournament and multiple games every day or multiple games every other day in the conference tournament? Right. Well, and a, so another, another point is... Tired of the neutral court. I, I'm fine with neutral court games if it's a worthy opponent. Nobody wants to play Seton Hall on a neutral floor. See, another thing is that Kentucky, more so than any other university, literally has fans everywhere. Everywhere. All, all across the country, you'll go somewhere and you'll see a Kentucky hat or a Kentucky shirt or hoodie, what have you. But So those neutral sites give other sets of Kentucky fans a chance to go to those games too, which I know the Kentucky fans around here and the season ticket holders, they don't give a crap about those fans. But there are other Kentucky fans that are getting an opportunity to go to these games that are closer to where they live. Yeah, and somebody tweeted me yesterday, and they were like, oh, man, I, I'm a West Coast Kentucky fan, and I was going to go to Vegas. Now I'm not sure if I'm going to go. You're totally right. And I think if nothing else, this conversation is doing a good job of just reminding folks how difficult scheduling is for all these reasons. I totally agree with you. I, I think Kentucky does need to geographically give back, theoretically, give back to fans all over. I would like every, you know, once every three years, play a West Coast opponent. You know, every so often you got to play team from Texas, Calipari. You know, and I think Kentucky's done this for the most part, but I don't think it has to be neutral site the way that you're doing it. I think Kentucky fans will travel to an opposing team's hostile road environment and love that experience all the same. And then you get to make 22,000 fans at your home arena happy the next year. Or it's this year, and then the next year you go on the road. I think you can achieve that with home and homes. If you're going to do a neutral site, it just has to be a worthy neutral site opponent that's going to bring fan base, that, that's going to bring fans. Because if you do that, then a sense of competition kind of can be instilled within a fan base of like, well, Kentucky's playing – Let's say Kentucky played Ohio State and Cincinnati. I think that'd be a great if you're gonna. That's a idea for a neutral site game, one that mm -hmm. makes sense. Playing Ohio State in Vegas doesn't make as much sense. Now this is again part of the CBS Sports Classic. I get it. It's more than just Kentucky that's involved in this. But just for this hypothetical, let's say Kentucky was playing Ohio State and Cincinnati. There'd be a sense of Kentuckians that are like, oh wow. Ohio, I'm here in Ohio State, already sold out of their allotment. There's going to be a ton of, okay, well, we better go. I may go to that game. And it's easier and it's drivable and it's maybe not the perfect scenario for this. But I do think that you it's a, it's a delicate balance. You want to try to make your fans happy. You make your home fans happy, fans across the country happy. You want it to be difficult enough where it's going to challenge your team and get eyeballs on TV and be big money makers. But you want it to be not too difficult where you're shooting yourself in the foot and putting yourself behind the eight ball going into conference play. It is difficult, everybody. It is. And nobody's going to feel bad of having to put together a schedule. It's not near as difficult as a job as being a college president, per se. But there are challenges to it that I think a lot of people don't 
fully understand. And then you add in all the COVID stuff, sheesh, will leash. Then it makes it then it makes it even more challenging. And you're seeing those challenges this weekend. But I, I truly, I was telling somebody at the bar on Wednesday. It's it's just weird how we've had this college outbreak all of a sudden because up until Wednesday night, it had been all NHL. NFL, NBA, and I even made the point to the guy sitting in my bar. I was like, isn't it weird how it's just the professional sports that are having all these COVID issues and it hasn't been in college at all? And then now a day later, we have it running rampant through college again. Just doesn't make sense. On a different scale, it makes total sense. This is a virus. There's surges. It goes to different parts of the country. I I guess I noticed that, too, um, with some of the more professional teams, but maybe they were testing more, and now maybe more teams are testing more because cases are going up. But we don't need to be testing people that don't have symptoms. Just the cold, hard truth of it. And we don't need to be sitting people out that don't have symptoms. We don't test for the flu. Somebody could knowingly have the flu. Right. And they'd still legally, by all accounts, be allowed to play, not have to sit out, Michael not Jordan do anything. As long as that COVID test came back negative, who cares what other – you could be riddled with other viruses and diseases. Go out there and have a good time. But we're <laughs> testing for something that isn't really having severe reactions. People are they're, – they're minor. It's like a light cold for a lot of folks. It's this in the NFL. I love that the NFL is just like, okay, we're going to change it. We're going to just change it. Too many people are going this surge. This is dumb, but we're going to change it. We're going to make it even kind of dumber. Just unfortunate that almost two years later, we're still dealing with it. Yeah. It's like, who's running, who's running things is nobody (laughs) with any common sense running things. COVID very real and it can be serious. And if you are of a certain age, you should most certainly be vaccinated, but it seems like if you're va- like the vaccines are making things not very severe, and the new variant Omicron doesn't seem to be very severe even for anybody. So it, that, this Omicron could be the end of the pandemic for really anybody because if people aren't getting sick enough to really notice or care to the point that they don't have to go to the hospital or to a doctor, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So. If college sport, if college, watch out. Bowl games going to be canceled. A lot more basketball games are going to be canceled if this keeps up. And then guess what? The country surges at different times. So seems like once things kind of calm down in January or February, it's going to be time for the South to surge again because that's how this works. Going to work like this forever. Doesn't the the man the. How do you do? You think they should move the Super Bowl out of LA? Have you been following up with that at all, Justin? Uh, wasn't it? Oh, for this upcoming year? No, yeah. not really. No. So LA, what as a count? They they expanded their state of emergency to March 2022, and that so that means mass mandates. You know all the different stuff that they've got going on with that. And some folks are saying, all right, well, if it's a state of emergency, we shouldn't be having the Super Bowl in an area like that, and, and we should be moving it. Do you think they should or should not? How can they put that mandate out for another three and a half months from now? That's like, what they did. Why the link? Why the length on that? No, no nobody knows. 
Nobody knows. Yeah, that just that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, because this whole just, it's a ma- it's a made up time length. They could have yeah. just as easily said uh, mid February. Yeah. They could have just as said a month. They could have said they could have said May, and people yeah. probably wouldn't question it either. So nobody knows, Justin. Just well, a I mean, random he, number. Like from the beginning of COVID, it's been it seems like it's been month increments at a time or two months. Like four months from now, almost four months from now, that just doesn't make sense to me. But a lot, a lot of it doesn't make sense. In in terms of moving it, no, I mean it's at SoFi, I assume. Yes. Yes. It no. Is. Yeah. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if it's at SoFi, I mean, I don't know. You want to keep it there. You want to show off that shiny new stadium that we just built. If people got to wear masks, people have to wear masks. Who cares? We you, we've been doing it for two years. What's it matter? Out on mass, personally, just annoyed. Same. With I mean, I'm a hundred percent the same. But if I'm in a position where I have to wear one, it's not a big deal because I'm so used to it by now. Yeah, that's but I'm over them. I'll agree with you hundred percent. I'm over it. That's maybe part of the problem. I, I do think there's a fair case to be made that if it's a state of emergency, maybe shouldn't be having a huge party celebration, the biggest sporting event in sports, in an area that is that is so concerned about the virus. Have there been talks where they're going to move it? People are talking. No, there doesn't seem like there's any serious talks, but people are wondering, like, okay, well, if things are this bad here, should we really be doing this? And there's, there, that's a, it's a fair question. Uh, but this stuff is gonna, gonna have, gonna keep having nasty impact on sports if we keep having these just random, head scratching measurements of who's healthy and who's not healthy enough to play in a sporting event. I did so. see the 20, was it 2024, 2025 Super Bowls moving to Las Vegas. Oh, from where? From where? From New Orleans, because due to the extra week in the season, that now conflicts with the start of Mardi Gras in New Orleans. So they had to move that Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. The Super Bowl with Mardi Gras? Yeah, that would have been, my goodness. A Vegas Super Bowl is going to be pretty wild. Absolutely. That, I mean, that literal. The whole strip will just be people wearing NFL jerseys, and yep. that, that will that's going to be crazy. Um, that's going to be nuts. All right, let's go to our last break, and then we'll come back and we'll just do text from here on out. How does that sound? Sounds great. We'll do it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, KRC returns after. Kentucky Roll Call. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. Walker and Roush. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. Here on Big X Sports Radio. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Nick Roush out, enjoying a long weekend and still just heartbroken over L's loss yesterday. That's why he's not here. 
And he, he, he never answered. He was texting Justin and I last night. He never answered the question why he can't. He was like, I really, I'm, yeah, I'm cheering for L because I'll, if they win, I get to come back Saturday night and we get to like stay in Columbus and go out and party and, and do that stuff. But he never answered the question why he couldn't just do that anyways. Yeah, you, you even phrased it in a great way. Is that contingent on Louisville loot or winning? And he proceeded. And yeah, you're right. He never responded. He, well, he did. He proceeded just to say the same thing. If they win, then I get to come in Saturday night, and her, she's got a group of friends coming in, and we're going to hang out and party. But I, I never understood why they couldn't just do that Saturday night anyways. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. Highly recommend going to cornbreadfarms.com to learn more about cornbread hemp. You can buy oils, gummies, tinctures. They've got it all. Justin and I have tried the gummies. They are delicious. They are relaxing. And they just, if you're looking for something just to kind of calm you down slightly without feeling a buzz or being impaired, cornbread hemp will just get you feeling a little bit more relaxed. And uh, holidays can be stressful. They can be fun. I love them, but they can be a lot. It's hemp season, baby. Cornbread hemp, they'll get you going. They'll help you out. All right. Justin, you said I lost internet? Or Justin lost internet? Who's to say? I'm imagining that I'm still on air. Justin said lost internet. Would be good to say I have lost internet, I'm Justin. Or TJ, you had lost your internet, and you need to find ways to fix it. But I'll assume that it's just me. We're going to go over to the Thornton's text line. Be a good time for some some cornbread hemp right now. Justin, are you back? Hey, I'm back. So you had lost internet. I had lost internet, yeah. Well, no, you I, were still you were talking the whole time. I wasn't 100% sure. I figured as much, yeah. but wasn't 100% sure. We're getting to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we've got a lot. There are we maybe took too long to get to these. <laughs> A texter says, I went to, oh, that's a good one to start too. I went to Brown Nose for a second. I thoroughly enjoy your all show and I look forward to listening on podcasts to get my morning started. I know TJ has another job that requires him to appraise homes to match the highest offer and Roush interns for Biden, but I would love for you all to go three or four hours. Missed the big man when he left, but Scooter clapping them cheeks has been a great addition. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Yep. Cheek clapping scoots. <laughs> he's been a great addition to the show you know thank me. you for the text we appreciate it we we we've talked about multiple doing a longer show before haven't really talked about it lately or anything like that we think two hours is the perfect amount of entertainment yeah yeah two, anything went, longer than two is that's rough and realistically if we went three hours then we'd have to probably end up being stricter about our commercial breaks we wouldn't go long of course, that stuff wouldn't matter. It'd still end up being more showtime than what we're already doing. But we, we like the structure we've got. Yeah. Text, but thank you for the text. And uh, glad that you appreciate Scoots. I want to, oh, I, I sent that one. I, I sent two twice. And that's one of wow. them. Is there a reason as to why we hear? But when I send them twice, Justin, it's because I hit, I think I have already copied again. And then I paste and I hit send but it ends up like the copy didn't go through. So ah. it's the old copied one. And then, well, it's it's being, I'm, it's me being a little too quick on the trigger. 
Is there a reason that's, it's a, I'm being too quick on the trigger. It's not so much a user error as I can't help it that my brain moves so fast. <laughs> Is there a reason as to why we hear emails being received on your all show each day? It's the text line, but you haven't heard any today because we've had it muted. Yeah, it's just uh, being unmuted, and uh, it is kind of annoying, so apologies. But it, it's kind of like, you know, if you work at an office in sales back in the day where they used to, like, blow the little train horn or ring a bell to showcase that there's a sale, that's just, hey, a Thor we got another Thornton's text liner every that's time it. you heard that little bell. Uh, but we'll, we'll do our best to try to mute it. A texter says, take me back way back to a time where Roush didn't use the word juxtapose and that stupid Tim Allen noise. Erroneous. Hey, where you're, where you're a long John, or I think they mean whether you're a long John or a wide Willie, we all deserve some love this holiday season. And that's why you should go to Thornton's. Download the Refreshing Rewards Refuel app, and you will save money each time you go to Thornton's. It's easy to download the app. Anybody that has a smartphone probably knows how to download an app. I don't need to tell you how to do that, but make the, but make, Make the smart, logical decision to save yourself some money each and every time you go to Thornton's. You're going to love it. Texter says, listen here. Oh, and another, you know, I'll, I'll stick up for Roush. Sometimes we just get stuck on words. They sound good to us. And we just kind of say them probably more times than we should. Totally agree with you, Texter, that he's got to stop the... It, it just makes me uncomfortable more than anything. <laughs> I don't know where the, that came from either. It wasn't like, but two, three weeks ago when he started that. Well, I will say this. At least he's he, – so people forget. I, I actually think this is probably some sort of a nervous tick or something with Roush because people forget he used to do the wink and he'd make the noise. He'd go – and he'd wink and it was really – and he couldn't like really wink without like doing both eyes at once. And so it looked really scary and awkward. And then sometimes he'd do the finger guns, which made it even worse. At <laughs> least he's not doing any of that stuff anymore. He's just making the noise. Next step, quit the noise. But I think we're moving in the right direction. Texas says, listen here, Urban, if that is your real name. If you're going to kick a Lambo, you better have some damn good insurance. It can be very costly nowadays. <laughs> so I, so that was the final straw for Urban. He kicked uh, the kicker? Yeah, apparently. Well, and he said some things to him as well. That I guess apparently he, he went behind him and kicked him. And then Lambo stood up and was like, don't ever do that again. And Urban was like, I'm the mother bleeping coach of this team. I'll kick you if I want. <laughs> Who's going around kicking people? I got to see a video of that. There's there's some screws loose up there with Urban, I think. It seems like it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it really does. If Goodwin doesn't know, why is he deciding today? Can he wait until February? Doesn't really understand why he's announcing if he truly doesn't. Kentucky's got his LOI. I'm worried Cal will air too much on the side of Toppin versus Ohio State. He's better defensively than Keon, obviously, but the offense is so much better when Keon is on the floor, it's probably not worth it. Also, Damian Collin needs more than five minutes or whatever he got last game. I'd be okay giving him minutes at the four. But I, I do find it interesting in the same text that you don't want too much of Toppin because you're worried about the offense. You're willing to get more of Collins who, while I think should be a nice offensive player someday, is not there right now. So I do find that interesting, Texter, although it ends up not mattering. Kentucky's not playing Ohio State. That's, that's what I was going to say. I guarantee you, Texter, Cal will not err on the side of caution. 
when Toppin versus Ohio State. But it's an interesting point from the texter, and it's not a wrong one. Like the the offensive numbers with you know we talked about it like two weeks ago. The offensive numbers with Keon and Oscar on the floor together are crazy good. They weren't so good against Notre Dame, so I wonder where those numbers are at right now. Don't have time to pull them up or figure it out. But the, their numbers together before that Notre Dame game were eye popping. So you're right, Texter. But gosh, you you watch it just you watch Keon get beat defensively time and time again. You do wonder, and there is a right answer to it. Like with the analytics and the stuff they track nowadays, you there is an answer to whether or not it's worth it. And Texter, you're probably right. I just think you can probably get top and going a little bit offensively. You don't want him to be the star of the show. And maybe some other guys can step up. I don't think there's a right answer to it just yet. I don't know. I'm obviously very conflicted with this one. I think we just need to watch Kentucky play more basketball games and ideally play more basketball games against solid opponents, and then we'll learn more about this team. It's still relatively early. Still relatively early. But I do want Toppin to get more chances. I just – I I – I think he's. I think he earns it. I think he's deserved it. I agree with the. I agree with the Collins take too. About what that he needs more time. Yeah, I'd love to see Collins get more in five minutes a game. I'm fine with that too. I I would want it more maybe Keon's expense than taking minutes away from Toppin, but that could be kind of splitting hairs. Sure. And then I I wouldn't. You know what does it look like having Collins and Toppin together, or Brooks and Collins. You know, let them. You maybe give. You're going to give if Sheway needs a break or he's in foul trouble. I I don't want Lance Ware. I'm just going to come out and say it. Lance Ware is uh, tries hard. Seems like a great kid. Maybe this works out for him at Kentucky. It's not going to be this year though. And I've, I've said it for a while now. That kid does nothing for me. If I'm an if I'm a Kentucky fan. He's a body. He's a big body. He can right. kind of absorb some blows. He doesn't. He's not a great defender, but he doesn't make it easy most of the time. Although sometimes he just gives up the weakest fouls, which is frustrating. But I, I need. I need very little of Ware. Collins needs to be getting significantly more minutes than Ware because come March, maybe Damian Collins can do some special things for you. Yeah. Come March, I can tell you that Lance Ware. Besides maybe going in there and playing some tough minutes, re- getting a few rebounds, picking up a few fouls. Besides that, he's not going to give you anything scoring. He's not going to give you much defensively. He will give you fouls, and he will give you rebounds. As of now, he can get better. His career is far from over as a basketball player. His development is far from over as a basketball player. I have seen enough Lance where this year, though, to believe he is kind of what he is for this season. I'd like to see what Toppin can be. I'd like to see what Collins can be. And Brooks, you know, is a good offensive player, and you know he's going to be a little bit of a liability defensively. So I want to get, I want to see more of the guys I don't know as much about, or I'm more intrigued with than I am with Ware. Just one man's basketball opinion. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, dying at the amount of detail Justin provides on his dating life. What a guy. I have nothing to hide, except for... A few details so Chuck Nasty doesn't get her. That's true. Got to always be cautious of Chuck Nasty. Sorry to be that guy, but it's 1230, no NLI from yet from Goodwin. Sure seems like something is up. They text back, if there's no NLI by by this time tomorrow, we cannot do the nothing to worry about thing. And then finally this texter comes back with, okay, I'll step back off the ledge. Go Cats. (laughs) 
fans were nervous about it. I don't blame them. It was a very wonky recruitment. Uh, it, it was weird. Like you, all right, hey, you're not sending in your papers today. It's been a long day for you. You said you weren't going to make a decision, then you made a decision. That's fine. Get the papers in in the morning. Well, maybe the good ones just slept in until one. I know we've touched on it before, but NLI and NIL, whew, that's a lot hard. of letters. A lot of letters. Only three letters, just in different orders. Tons of letters. The best NCAA basketball video game quote is from March Madness 2003. Anytime there's multiple blocks, Dick Vitale would go, another rejection. What is this? The high school prom? <laughs> I don't specifically remember that one, but Me that's neither. pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. And then, like, it would just, you know, you could come down the next possession. There could be, like, two blocks, and you'd hear the exact same line. Like, the <laughs> algorithm was so simple in those video games. Yep. A texter says, I'm going to be the classic UK fan and start looking towards the 2023 season. Who is Levis's replacement at quarterback? Does it look like it will be another transfer? What about Bo Allen? What about Bo Allen? Couldn't it be Bo Allen? <laughs> I'm not convinced. Why not? Uh, well, I mean, mainly because we haven't seen a whole lot of them. So it's kind it kind of goes back to that basketball situation where you want to see the guys – more that you don't get to know that much about. I don't know. Um, I would, you know, maybe Bo says he doesn't want to hang around any longer. He wants to go play somewhere else. I don't think anybody could really blame him, assuming Levis does come back. But you can, al you can always play the Mac Jones card and say, hey, just be patient, keep working, and then by the time you come in, you'll be – the offense won't skip a beat. You'll have this thing humming. It will be interesting to see how it plays out because um, it's Kentucky's went, what, Terry Wilson? And then you got Will Levis out of the transfer portal. So it seems like almost like Kentucky's going in that direction, opting for the more experienced guy, the guy who's played college minutes as opposed to the freshman where you don't know what you're going to get out of them. So I, I think it will be interesting to pay attention and follow along just to see how Kentucky continues to try to treat that quarterback room. Basically, the only thing that you can plan on with UK in the quarterback position moving forward is that throw out any plans you really have for it. The Mark Stoops era has been borderline, not cursed because there's been good moments, but there seems to be a weird hex or something on the UK court. Like they'll, they'll get these quarterbacks that everybody will get so excited for, and then they don't work out. And then the ones that work out are ones that are gotten like at the last minute. Steven Johnson, he was Drew Barker's backup. Drew Barker was going to be the next big thing. Uh, didn't really work out that way. You know, obviously folks were really excited about Patrick Tolles. Didn't really pan out the way that folks, you know, went Patrick Tolles into Drew Barker. Didn't really work out that way. Then Steven Johnson, a Juco guy, just thought brought in to be a backup, probably won't even see the field, ends up being – Really, really good. All right, guess what? We get Steven Johnson for another year. We're all excited about this. Uh, the dude maybe literally has a broken back. Like, he is so banged up. He's so hurt. But he's such a warrior that he goes out there and he plays anyways. But still, you can kind of tell it's not this big jump in progression that we thought, and it's because he was hurt. Okay, well, you know, who's going to be the next guy up? Kentucky late in the game, kind of scrambling around. Let's go transfer portal, Juco, Terry Wilson. Nobody had really heard about him. They felt good about him. You bring him in, has a solid season. All right, we're excited for him. Let's see this jump. Gets hurt. Serious major injury. 
And then sure enough, you know, I don't have to explain it all, but it goes on and on where it's just like when you're planning on something, something ends up not going to plan. So uh, I've got no idea. Long way to say that. But at the surface, you'd think Bo Allen. Texter, 502-414. Robert, he says, Jordan Watkins update. Did I miss that? Roush had said earlier in the week that he thinks that it's going to be – it's going to go on into, like, January, that don't expect a decision anytime soon. But Ole Miss really wants him. Seems like Kentucky is interested but not, like, going all in. So I don't know if Kentucky's weighing options. Maybe Kentucky thinks, hey, if we get Copeland – along with this Robinson guy from Virginia Tech, we're good. Like, we don't need Watkins. But maybe if they don't get Copeland from Florida, which, keep an eye on that. But maybe if they don't get Copeland from Florida, they say, all right, let's go grab Watkins. Maybe they're kind of slow playing Jordan a little bit. I'm not 100% sure, Robert. Let's ask Roush on Monday. If I was a Kentucky fan, I would want Watkins just to stick it to Louisville a little more. I think there's a. I think that'd be fun. I, agree, I, I kind of agree with you a little bit. And – you know, the optics of Watkins ho- holding up the Governor's Cup next year. <laughs> I can like see if, it now. If Watkins did L's down, I don't think he would. But, like, <laughs> if he was doing L's down out there. that the You know, L fans would lose their freaking mind. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I would much rather play UNC than – oh, that's the one I sent in twice. So, Justin, it sounds like here in about three to four months we should be sliding into those most scrumptious and delicious oh, – okay. He wants you to just keep trucking, pal. Keep trucking, pal. I'm going to keep trucking. You keep on trucking. You keep us updated, too. I don't want to have to go prying. I got you. Okay. Loserville loses. Suck it, Roush. Wipe your ass with that red flannel. Only one championship team resides in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. Hey, Roush, you and your cards can suck it. Go Badgers. (laughs) I'm anti-Wisconsin, for what it's worth. Except for the Packers. It wasn't Wisconsin was in the final four. Didn't Kentucky play them in the final four last year for volleyball? Yeah. No, I don't was it, it might have been the championship because I know all no, those they, Wisconsin girls. They're all so familiar looking. They, it was they beat Texas in the championship. I bet they beat Wisconsin in the final four. I don't think might have been did. the elite eight. I don't know. It, it seemed like it was just like a a rotating door of Big Ten teams that they played up until the championship, but. Yeah. I just remember that big girl. What was it? she? Was number sixteen? She's like six foot nine. That girl's huge. Yeah, it was unbelievable seeing how how much size they had. I don't know. Uh, you know, credit to Louisville for making that game as close and competitive and dominating a couple of those sets. But that that was those girls. They were ginormous. Yeah. Texter says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, that not that I'm ultra competitive myself, but watching these ladies from U of L tell the Wisconsin girls, you have to win this is pretty cool. I'm a big volleyball fan and certainly happy to not see the cards win at all, but the sportsmanship is astonishing. Hats off to a great season, but seriously, suck at Wisconsin for ruining another undefeated season for a Kentucky team. I didn't see the sportsmanship afterwards. Always cool to see. I, I I don't like Wisconsin. Makes two of us. That was a nice text, Thornton. You're crossing the UK U of L divide there. Good for you. Louisville volleyball can hold this L. Suck it, Roush, says one texter. And then finally, we're into today's text messages. 
No, partially into today. Some of those were from today, too. TC from Lexington here, boys. First off, Scoots, you're doing awesome for filling in for no ears, Nick. Also, TJ, imagine the fallout from the fan base if that did happen and Batino did end up beating Cal after everything going on. Also, we need to arrange a KRC watch party up there soon. TC from Lexington may be TC temporarily in Louisville for that one. Yeah, well, come on in, TC. Always a good time watching the Cats in the city of Louisville. And you can't look at it that way, TC. Calipari should never look at a matchup against Rick Pitino and even for a second think I'm going to lose, especially when Rick Pitino's coaching out of Iona. No, and again, Iona beat Alabama. I get it. They could, but the Rick Cal owns Rick. That's the thing we got to remember. Gotta be careful though. It's like Louisville celebrating DePaul Day. It could be. Hey, could come back and bite uh, you. People have had egg on their face before, myself included. Oh, TC from Lexington again. Unfortunately, me and good. my wide Willie has gotten me in trouble a few times at Christian parties. <laughs> Christmas parties. This says Christian parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better. I love it. I mean, is a Christmas party technically a Christian party? Some would say. Hmm. They've always said we need to bring more religion into this radio show, and here <laughs> we are. We're we're trying. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. John here. Good morning, everyone. My Chiefs are taking care of business in the AFC West. The gosh darn horrible Chargers fans are crybabies. Get over it. We won, so suck it. Hey, I don't care who our cats play. Just get the freaking win. No more crappy excuses. Play basketball, win games, win championships. That's all the fan base is asking for. We'll got to go talk to you later. That's it, Justin. The UK fans just want championships. That's Yeah, no big deal. That's all we need is just some championships. I love the Cal quote that he said yesterday. He was like, well, if UCLA and UNC are playing, we'll play both of them. We'll we'll play whoever. We'll play back-to-back days. I like that quote from Calipari. We need more of that backed up. Actions speak louder than words. I love it. That's got me hyped up. Now go play somebody decent. Go play. Bring in Iona. Get the fans excited. Just give the fans something. Am I the only one that feels like John would be such a good coach? Uh, he'd be like a Ted Lasso like coach where I don't know how much he'd know necessarily about the X's and O's not saying you wouldn't John. I think he'd be a good, a good players coach. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys do on your free time when you have nothing going on during the weekend? Well, Justin, don't bother answering. You never have time. Nope. I do not. I'll set this one out. When I have free time, uh, probably something around the house. My wife has cautioned me to call it cleaning. She calls it that I I do more organizing. Um, But I am a big organizer. I don't like a lot of clutter, although my car is really messy, which is kind of funny. I like my house just to look like it looks solid. But like if you open a closet or something, a bunch of stuff's going to fall out. (laughs) Like if you if you came into my house, you'd probably be like, oh, this is a nice enough home. Just don't stare at anything too long. Don't open any doors. Don't open any doors. You know, like a picture may be a little crooked or something. You know, we may have missed something here or there. But I think we we keep up appearances good enough. So probably organizing something on my free time. If not that, enjoy long walks in the park. <laughs> Candlelight dinners. And listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Just kidding. Can't listen to myself. Justin, I get your worries about the Steelers and Pickett, but 
how much worse can it be than Mason Rudolph? I'd rather bring Randall L out of retirement and play wishbone than have that idiot be my QB number one. I am all for bringing Randall L out of retirement, no doubt. He is right. I mean, there's no way Pickett would be worse than Mason Rudolph. I don't see. I just I don't know that there's a way that he's going to be worse, but I don't know that there's a way he's going to be better. I mean, there's a way because we haven't seen him play an NFL game. We've seen Mason Rudolph play an NFL game, and it hasn't been terrible. What's the saying? It's better to let people think you're dumb than open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> right. <laughs> we know we 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 don't need to see Mason Rudolph play football. We know how Mason, and we've already seen it. We know because we've already seen it. Oh, I would just try to maybe – I would maybe get Pickett and then try to get like a semi-big name, one of the bigger names in free agency, and just see if you can be competitive enough in the North and two or three years Pickett can be solid. I don't know. I'm still convinced we get Aaron. You, what? Okay. He's not – he won't be with Green Bay next year. I don't know. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. Seems like things are getting smoothed over each and every week in Green Bay. Don't be surprised, buddy. Don't be surprised. The texter says, thoughts on possibility of Urban Meyer to Louisville could plug a lot of holes at that university. What do you think? You think he could plug some holes? <laughs> yeah, that was a good text. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, we better just move on. Texter says, morning, guys. If you think Roush using juxtapose on KRC is bad, you should hear him drop tertiary <laughs> on every tertiary. K, on every KSR football related podcast three times an episode. Well, he does it on this show as well from time to time. Should we have I, the people that listen to Roush that much? How do y'all do it? <laughs> I don't think his wife listens to him that much. Justin, his wife really did not like me having an anti U of L volleyball take. No, no, she did not. He brought that up all the time. That she like like a couple months ago I just said that I didn't think U of L had what it take took to win at all. And I think I said that they just didn't look athletic enough. Um <laughs> which I don't even know what an athletic like I guess like Wisconsin didn't look super athletic as a volleyball team. They were more just huge. Um so I don't know even what I meant by that when I said it. <laughs> but supposedly for like the last month and a half, every game she'd be screaming about the athletes just mocking me, even though I wasn't there and didn't hear it. But she was very – and I think I said that they wouldn't get past the Elite Eight. They got one round further than I said. I wasn't even like I was that far off. <laughs> Should, and they had a cakewalk to get to the Elite – or to the Final Four. So, really, I probably wasn't even all that wrong. A texter says, should we have more hate around here for Wisconsin? They ruined UK's perfect season in basketball, and now L's volleyball season. Oh, L fans were huge Badger fans back in 15. They were big Badger fans. So I don't I don't think there's going to be Wisconsin hate. L fans love them. A texter says, was she a great big fat person, Buffalo Bill? I don't get it. I don't either. TJ and Scooter, fellas, if you throw a KRC watch party, does it have to be at Justin's Hotel Bar? Because he can't get off work. That's a <laughs> we could do that and have Justin have to wait on us and serve us all night. Boost my bar sales. Come on. Plus, everybody gets one free beer. That's right. Not two, though. Not two. Don't even think about it. They stole a Christmas. Uh, they stole a lot of Christmas from the pagans. So it could be a Christian or a pagan party. The Muslims think Jesus is a prophet. So I guess it could be an Islam party, too. Roll call. There you have it. Okay. So. 
referring to the wide willy at the Christian party, not related to a Christmas party necessarily, or related to all religions. Which of your computers makes that annoying noise 20 times a show for the past few weeks? We know it. We now know it's not Nick's. We figured it out what it is yesterday. And it's we will, Justin. It's, it's the station computer. It's don't, Justin. don't put it on me. It's Justin. Okay. Who's in charge of the station computer at this moment? You're right. It's me. Justin, yes, Mason Rudolph has indeed been terrible. Little terrible. He's been horrible. Don't take her too seriously. Many wives or babies. We all know that. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough text to read. Uh, that is a texter. That is not the opinion of Kentucky Roll Call as a radio station. I think we have one more text and we'll wrap things up. Jolie from Wisconsin, also very anti-Wisconsin. Hey. See, the thing is, the people of Wisconsin seem very nice, and they do seem like fanatics as sports fans. And I embrace that a little bit with my Green Bay Packers fandom. But I, I just Wisconsin annoys me. And it's strictly just 2015. That's all it is. I've got nothing else. It's all from 2015. They I broke too. my heart in ways that Wisconsin fans never even – and they don't even care about basketball. Life just went on for them. That's you know that's the hard part for me too about Wisconsin is you're exactly right. They don't even care about basketball, but yet Indiana has not won there since 1998. Yeah, frustrating. Uh, all right, looks like we got maybe one more. A texture says a lot terrible. All right, normally we do predictions to end the show, Justin. This is going to be a little different. Predict to me who UK plays and who UK schedules. I say UCLA is not going to be able to get back in time. You, Kentucky's playing UNC tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Matt Norlander, the max number of regular season games allowed is 31. UNLV schedule is already full, and it doesn't want to cancel its non-con game next week for San Diego. So UNLV has submitted a waiver request to the NCAA to allow it a 30-second game. It will need that answered in the next few hours. That's as of this morning. That's as as of 10 minutes ago, by the way. So it sounds like it's going to be UNLV. Of course it is, because I just said UNC. I'll say it's going to be UNLV – Fart noise, fart noise, boo. And Kentucky wins by 12 in an uninspiring game. And UK needs to find a way to make things right for its fans that went out to Vegas, by the way. And you may say, well, it's not Kentucky's fault that Ohio State. It's not. It's not. But it's also never a bad thing to do something nice for your fans because a lot of people probably spent a lot of money, vacation time, time that they can't back get back because they wanted to watch a top 25 matchup Go to Vegas, watch the Cats, Ohio State. So I hope UK does something. I, what? I don't know. Leave people that make more money to figure that stuff out. But I, I do feel for the folks out there. My guess is UNLV. Kentucky will win. It probably won't be the prettiest thing in the world. And this stinks. This absolutely stinks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today, texting in to the to the Thornton's text line, and enjoying some Kentucky basketball this weekend, regardless of who it may be against. Who do the Hoosiers have? Uh, Notre Dame. Oh, you guys are going to kill them. I agree. They're not good. I'll probably bet Indiana. They've been financially not too bad to me, except for that Syracuse game. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right, I'll see you at the party tonight. Oh, we could have done predictions on the party. All right, we'll save all that stuff for Monday. Everybody have a good weekend. (laughs) Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Caitlin, Nick Roush. See you later.